Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now, or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again, wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. I invite you to join me in a little game to complete several sentence stems. Here's how it will work. I'll share a few words, and then I invite you to complete the sentence with whatever comes to mind first. There's no wrong way to do this. Just be honest with yourself and whatever your first association is. And if you're in a place where you can write down your responses, please do. And if not, no worries. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Number one, money is. Number two, business is. Three, marketing is. Four, businessmen are. Five, business women are. Six business people are. Seven success is. Eight power is. Okay, that's it. Hold on to whatever your responses were, and we'll look at them more closely in today's episode. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential. 
so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies, as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. I'm curious what came up for you in that exercise. If we were doing this live in a class together, I'd open things up right now so I could hear from you and from everyone. We actually did a similar exercise recently in my mastermind and mentorship program because this month we're going deeper into heart-centered marketing and communications. And as part of that, I invited each woman to really investigate her beliefs about and her relationship with marketing. So some common responses to these sentence stems are money is evil, business is serious, marketing is annoying, businessmen are powerful, business women are rigid, business people are greedy, success is bad, Power is dangerous. Now, I acknowledge that these sentence stems could be completed with an infinite number of variations, and I'm just sharing the most common responses. I also acknowledge that these most common responses represent stereotypes. And that's the whole point. That's why I'm sharing these with you now. So we can honestly look at the stereotypes that we're carrying around business, money, and power, and to really reflect on if we want to be carrying those, and if not, what associations do we want to be carrying with these things? And part of the reason why I'm focusing on this topic today is because I recently made a shift in my own life and business to specifically serve spiritual entrepreneurial women. While I have been focusing on this population for several years through my masterminds, VIP days, in-person retreats, private mentoring, it was still a subset of my larger focus on feminine spirituality, which I have been doing for close to 25 years. To some people, that shift from feminine spirituality to women's spiritual entrepreneurship may seem intuitive, and to others, it may seem confusing. The first thing I would share about this is that a core message in everything that I teach, and it has been a core message since day one, is for each woman to really heal her relationship to that still small voice within, to our inner guidance. Because our inner guidance holds the wisdom we need to unfurl our greatest potential. 
to be who we're here to be and to do what we're here to do. I've been a longtime student of A Course in Miracles, and I love one of the prayers that's in there that says, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? When we genuinely get still and quiet and ask ourselves these questions, we then also need to have the courage to do what is being asked of us. I've been practicing this inner listening, followed by acting, acting on that guidance for a long time now. So my trust muscle has gotten pretty strong, and I want to validate that this is a process. This is a process and a practice that we all need to engage in in order to get better at it, in order to be more trusting with it. Honestly, I've done some edgy things because of this inner guidance. Things like leaving a long-term relationship, having an abortion, dismantling my business in 2019, and even things like moving to a different state or a different country. The same is true for this recent shift in my work. This isn't something that just came out of the ethers or was driven by a part of my personality. It was directed by that still small voice within me. And I believe that, especially at this time in the world where there is so much at stake, we all need to be listening to the inner voice with more sincerity, with more devotion. Because that inner voice is telling us the role that we each need to be playing right now. It's telling us where and how we can be of the most service. And because this is the direction I'm being guided in, I trust that this is the best use of my life force, my gifts, and my talents here in the realm of business and particularly women's spiritual entrepreneurship. Now, logically and also personally, so also at the level of my personality, this makes a lot of sense to me as well. I have been involved, again, I've been involved in this realm as part of my livelihood for several years now. And as a human being, I am deeply passionate about business. I started entrepreneurial endeavors in grade school. And then I started working for myself full time when I was 23. So I've basically been an entrepreneur for my entire adult life. And I'm about to turn 46. I absolutely love it. Okay, I, I definitely have a nerdy side and I can nerd out on business stuff. I love reading about it. I love studying it. I love experimenting with things. I love supporting other people with it. I love listening to podcasts. I spend a majority of my time working and studying business. And this has been true for many, many years. And as part of this, I see my path as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an essential expression of my creativity. And I consider myself to be a very creative person. I love writing books, recording podcasts like this, 
creating online courses, designing websites, even posting on social media. And I mentioned how in my mastermind, we are exploring our relationships with marketing. I used to really hate marketing. I get it. I know a lot of people do, especially in healing or spiritual professions. But I have learned how to come into right relationship with marketing and to really market, which is basically to share my values and my core messages in service to others in ways that are really enjoyable for me and even fun. And again, creative outlets. So these are all places to share what I'm inspired about that are in alignment with the contribution that I want to make to women's lives and to the world. My business is also an essential part of my personal healing journey because we grow ourselves alongside our businesses. The two go hand in hand. Like intimate relationship, and maybe even more so for me because I've been in relationship with my business for longer than I have with any romantic partner. It's a potent catalyst for transformation. My deepest wounds and traumas come to the surface for healing by being in business. And this is true for all of us. I'm called to fine tune my relationship skills through interactions with my team, my students, my clients, my colleagues, as well as constantly practice letting my true self lead the way rather than individual parts of me so that I can do all that I do from a place of wholeness and harmony. I also love the freedom of working for myself. I adore spaciousness and I deeply value being able to make my own schedule and be my own boss and to do things like take Fridays off, take extended time off. Like I took a sabbatical for the month of August. I take two months off over the holidays in December and close my business during that time. Have mornings to myself to do my spiritual practice. I can create a work culture and rhythms that support my health, my spiritual practice, my sensitive nervous system, and the values that I would love to see more of in the world. And last but not least, I view my business as an essential part of my spiritual path. And like I shared at the beginning, that still small voice inside guides each of us to our path, our right path of our highest contribution. And this realm of business is where I am being called to serve. This is where I am being shown to share the gifts of my soul and my personality at this point in time. And again, I trust, I trust that this is where I'm most needed. This is where I can take all that I've learned and all that I've become and to offer it to others to stand and say, this is who I am. And this is what I'm here to offer. This is how I'm here to serve. Now, it's only relatively recently that business and money have become split off from the sacred. Because what I'm saying here is not a new concept. It is actually, I believe, how we're meant to live as human beings. But business has become very secular. Again, split off from the sacred. If you look at a culture like India, 
The two were, and in some ways still are, deeply intertwined. Business and the sacred. So that brings us back to the sentence stems that we started with. That likely show how much our views, even subconsciously, about money, power, and business have been impacted by the patriarchy, which I'm also calling toxic masculinity. And this doesn't have anything to do with men and women. These are about energies. So women can be just as, you could say, involved in the implementation or continuation of the patriarchy and toxic masculinity as men are and vice versa. So these things have been co-opted for power over corruption, manipulation, violence, hyper-individualism, and greed. And they've trampled over more feminine values, again, which also which extends to all beings. These values of beauty, service, collaboration, generosity, wholeness, creativity, rest, enjoyment, just as some examples. And I want to be clear that I'm not working in or supporting the paradigm of toxic masculinity in business. I'm here to serve and proliferate and take a stand for sacred business. Business that's rooted in wholeness and a force for good in the world. And I'm taking a stand for supporting those women who are also called to be entrepreneurs, to have that freedom and flexibility to craft businesses and lives according to their own values and creative visions, to do so rooted in the sacred and their own wholeness by untangling themselves from limiting beliefs and behaviors around money, power, and success. I know I've worked through so much in that regard. For instance, I'm the only woman in my family line for as far back as I can see that has made all of her own money by working for herself. I have been supporting myself for my entire adult life. So these are areas where we as women need more healing, support, and empowerment. And I know because I've lived it, and I have literally been working with thousands and thousands of women for over 20 years, and each woman I've seen has wounds in these areas. But that healing is not going to be possible for us if we throw the baby out with the bathwater, if we say, Business is masculine. Money is masculine. Success is masculine. And that therefore those things are bad because we want to be feminine and that we shouldn't strive for those things. I'm here to say we can and we should and we need to. I love the archetype of the high priestess. She's one that I've felt very drawn to for a long time. And something that I really respect about her is that she runs both masculine and feminine energy, divine masculine and divine feminine energy. This is what I'm a proponent for, adaptly running both when and as needed. 
So it's something that we can aspire to as a concept, but there's also very specific subtle energy practices that we can do, that we can learn and take on and incorporate into our lives and into our businesses to see when do we need to run more masculine energy? When, to, when do we need to run more feminine energy? When do we need to run different degrees of each of those according to whatever we're working on or creating? So I'm really passionate about this around really changing our beliefs around money and power and business and success because the world is changing. You don't need me to tell you that. And we know that our role as women in this world is changing. We know that more of us are stepping into becoming business owners, stepping into more positions of power, and helping to craft this new paradigm of entrepreneurship and business. And as more of us are doing this, we are acknowledging that this is really an all-hands-on-deck moment in history. So how about we try these on, these sentence stems on, money is benevolent, business is sacred, marketing is fun, businessmen are allies. Business women are wise. Business people are in service to the higher good. Success is fulfilling my potential. Power is my birthright. These are the very principles that we live by in my 12 month mentorship and mastermind for spiritual women entrepreneurs. It's called Create Your Dream Business. It was formerly called She Serves, for any of you who are familiar with that name. And Create Your Dream Business is opening for enrollment in January to welcome our 2024 cohort. So if you'd like to be part of a community of women that lives, works, and creates from a place of sacred business, and divinely integrated masculine and feminine to fulfill your potential and be a force for good in the world, you can get on the early notification list at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash dream. That's programs-saravonstover.com forward slash dream. And that link will also be in the show notes. But above all, Don't forget to listen, to listen to, and to heed that still small voice inside. You never know where it will lead you, but you do always know that it will lead you to where you are most needed and to what you are here to do and who you are here to be. And I think we could all agree that there really isn't anything more important than that. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. 
One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my Sunday journal. It's a weekly newsletter filled with inspiration and reflections about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential to help you become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. You can subscribe at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash journal. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review. It helps others find resources like this, and I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going, and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.